Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another adventure, Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, ACT Act, and, and Cultural Transformation. We are here, Rich Barron and myself, Michael Bailey, we're here today. We've got a fun one to take a look at today. I think it's going to put a, maybe a little fire into some people's backside, help yep, them get a little bit... Uh, it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be an adventure. <laughs> it's like you said. Yep. So uh, buckle up, hang on, let's go. We're going to the top and maybe back around around till we finally land some place that's better for all of us. We're talking today about loyalty and leadership and people in leader positions and what they expect and what they demand, sometimes what they even trade on when it comes to loyalty. So this idea is sometimes, you know, loyalty is a one-way street. You hear it in the term, well, make me look good. Make sure you make me, the leader, look good. So let's begin there. One-way street, make me look good, Rich. What's that about? We were talking uh, last night, Michael, in on this very subject in uh, one of our group coaching sessions with mm-hmm. some people that are there. And uh, one, of the, one of the interesting things about learning your leadership styles, really learning where your skills and gaps are, you start to understand who's other people's leadership styles. You start to see those. And uh, one of our uh, our, our people in there uh, talked about his boss having a specific style. And that was it. It was it was one one style only. And it was really based on loyalty, based on loyalty, where very friendly, very outgoing to everybody, but there's a price to pay because that loyalty has a price. You have to be loyal to me in return. And if you're not, then there's going to be consequences. It's not about the outcomes of the team. It's not about, you know, Moving forward, uh, you know, getting everybody in that team a win, but it's more about are you loyal to me? It's not the other way around. And he contrasted that. Yes. This notion that this leader had to here are the facts, here's the data, here's what it is we know, the numbers. We know how this works, we know what must be done to get this to work. Yeah. And none of that mattered to this particular leader because it was all about. Are you making me look good? Are you doing what I want you to do? And see, that's another thing that's kind of interesting, kind of 
branches yeah. off. Are you loyal to the boss or are you loyal to the organization? Yeah, yeah exactly. Is it uh, how, how many how many avenues of loyalty are there? Yeah, what's the hierarchy of that? You know, yes. that's another thing, you know, because if we got if, if that leader is in line with with the organization, that's cool, right? Especially if it's a healthy organ- organization, it's dysfunctional. Yes. That's a whole other deal. But as you were talking about before we got on here, that kind of loyalty where it's just about the leader, that's really what, what silos are about. Silo kings, silo queens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you loyal to me? Are you loyal to the department? Because as, anything long, else. as long as you are, you're going to get these accolades and favors and perhaps promotions and things like that rain down upon you. But if not, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen to you? So that, that is a dysfunctional kind of team culture. And so what, the interesting thing that you said about that was that these people that promote that, this kind of strange loyalty to me, you know, absolute one-way kind of thing, right? They are people that are generally pretty insecure. They've got a lot of fears. They've got a lot of, you know, I don't know about me, and so i got to get that that acknowledgement, that that approval or that loyalty support from outside because I'm really not very secure in myself. No, uh, that that imposter syndrome kicks in. It really it really starts to shine because it becomes more of me as a person, what I have, my office, my perhaps my past successes the car I drive, whatever it might be, becomes more about that and people really looking up to that point, that that person in that regard versus what is their what is their legacy about? What kind of leaders have they created? What are their true successes been? And the interesting thing about this, Michael, is we asked uh, this person in our class last night uh, about the wins to describe some of the wins that his team has had that is underneath this person. He could not name one win or quantify anything that the team had succeeded in. And that's that's a pretty sad state of affairs because now they won't work. Yeah. And conversely, they, they could come up with a million reasons why something wouldn't work. Yeah. Remember you talked about, oh, well, that won't work that way. That won't work that way. That won't work. Whereas they had done the same procedures, processes, things, with other teams and it worked great but this particular team no not at all and it's because they got that negative dysfunctional comfort zone that they know it all you can't change my mind and so they stay stuck in no wins they're negative they're pessimistic and they are just they're that'd have to be that would be a terrible place to go to work every day it, it would because here herein lies the problem too is is employees who constantly think that their promotions, their annual reviews, uh, whatever are going to be favorable only through their loyalty to the, the people they answer to. And what starts to go by the wayside is their actual abilities, their actual skills, their talents, their performance, their, their, performance, their yeah. time is now spent. How do I make them like me? How do how do I I show them that I am loyal to them? 
in order to for me to progress in the company. It no longer becomes what what I bring to the table as far as uh, skills and talents and energy and wanting to engage anything along that lines. Th- those things start go away, and you see this in this team that we're talking about. Because, no, we can't do it that way. That won't work. None of this. No one is willing to try because everybody is focused on how am I going to make this person happy? Yeah, and there you go. you got a whole team, maybe not everyone, but mostly a whole team of, of rotten apples. Yes. They're just bad apples. Yes. How they keep going is, is amazing to me. It, you know, one of the things that I think makes the distinction that feeds that rotten apple, bad apple syndrome and that will get the, out of it is this one. It's a, this question. What are you going to do for me? Versus what can I do for you? Yes. And that's the leader asking that. In both instances, what are you going to do for me? That's one kind of leader. Not so healthy. No, not so great. And the healthy leader saying, so what can I do for you? What can I do to make your job easier? What kind of training can I bring in? What kind of assistance do you need? What can we do to change the processes? What can I do to help you? Yeah. That's a completely different dynamic that sets up a different dynamic for loyalty and exchange of loyalty. Yeah. And you know where a lot of this comes from, Michael, is, is organizations that promote young people because they see some potential in them as an individual contributor. They're, they've gotten really good at their job. So we're going to promote them into the, these management positions. The problem is, is now they become these this the part of this legacy that we talk about, these 75% that yeah. don't have any real leadership skills and talents. They might have one one. And that in a lot of ways becomes, you know, thinking, I gotta be nice to you, but you're gonna be nice to me, which means in the end, it, it's kind of a trap because then it becomes you do what I say or else. Now, this is what happens when there's no leadership development given. There's no there's no formal training, no formal coaching, no mentoring with, with healthy uh, leaders that uh, in the organization. This is what happens when, when you simply promote because someone might do a job well. Yeah, and, and it, it, when you talk about there's no leadership development, real leadership development, it's not like, you know, how do you do... Uh, how do you assign tasks? Uh, how do you uh, do a, a meeting? How do you create yeah. an agenda? How do you you know do accountability? It's not that we're, we're not talking about those kind of low level skills. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're talking about character, real character. And the problem with that is even at the higher levels, they don't have it, as they never no. got. It. No, yeah, they're stuck in their own limiting beliefs, their own bad habits. Sometimes there's some good habits there too, but those. Good habits are going to be offset by their bad habits, which which really creates this whole thing of that lid, the lid on the organization, that lid on the team. And and oftentimes they just don't know. So they're going to do what it is that they they know, and that perpetuates the obnoxious, toxic yeah. organization. You know, over over time, these leaders have gotten fallen into this trap of what's in it for me. Yeah, what's in it for me? Not what I can do for the, the people that I lead. Not what kind of legacy am I going to lead uh, with with positive, healthy leaders coming behind me? It becomes more of what's in it for me, and we see this quite often, actually. Um, really protecting that that corner office, protecting that you know their lifestyle, protecting that that paycheck, uh, 
protecting that income, protecting that wealth, then that's what it becomes. And so it's more about you better make, make me look good to my my superiors, better late, make me look good to the holding company, whatever that may be, be at that point. Yeah. So here's an interesting thing. What can you do? First, I think one of the things we want to talk about is this, is what are the, if it's not a one lane highway, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to do to make me look good? If it's multi-lane, part of that's also going to be, you know, how can I help you as a team member, as a team, help you look good? How can we do that? How can I help you in the team itself make each other look good? Because it's about you looking good with each other and making each other look good. You know, you're, that's where you got the support. We're working together. We know how to communicate. We really do know how to get this thing done at a higher level. Then how do we now work with other departments? How do we make them look good? You know, there's, yeah. there are battles. You've seen it. There oh, are yeah. battles between different departments about this and this and going back to the silo thing. These crazy battles that go on and you think they're actually working for competitors, different companies. That's the crazy thing about it. And yeah. they're not. And yet they act like they are. Yeah. So how do you get that going? How do you get that going throughout the whole organization? What can you do to make the whole organization look good? And what can the organization do make you look good? See, now we got we got these multi lanes going on. Now that's exciting. That's real. That's great. You know, you just hit on something that is is really important. Healthy leadership helps people in the organization not because it's going to make me look good. Or not because it's going to make us look good as as a team, or you know the good old boys club's going to look great, look great to whoever. They want it. They they do this because they want to see you succeed. That's the payback. If you're successful, that's my payback. If you uh, if the company starts to to increase revenues, decrease absenteeism, in, in, increase engagement. Uh, you know, start to be able to truly pivot in times of trouble. That should be the payback. That should be the reward. But in in so many instances, it's not. It's not. It's not even thought of. Here's the key thing, and we've talked about this a lot of times. And um, every organization has. Uh, we've talked about this. Like, here's our showroom. Everything looks great. Sometimes when you go to the showroom and you expect everything to look great, it still looks like a dog show. I mean, oh, yeah, a bad yeah. dog show. <laughs> you know, it looks terrible. You know, I, we walked into these buildings. Are we even in the right office? There's no signs. Oh, it doesn't yeah. identify the yeah. business. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. normally we've got a great showroom here. Then we got like the, the janitor's closet. That's where we have these little messes that we clean up. But there's really always the basement. Now, the basement, I'm going to tell you, that's how you know uh, a leader that is authentic, that is really a genuine leader. They are willing to go and look at the dark stuff in the basement with the boogeyman and see the hard stuff that nobody wants to take a look at. Nobody wants to own. Everybody wants to blame somebody else at the finger pointing stuff. True leader will not do that. And here's something we can do as you're listening out there, folks. If you want to know what's in the basement, number one, and number two, if you want to know if the leaders are genuine and are really in it to make it better for everybody across the board, they will do a cultural survey, not from internal, not from HR, but from the outside. Yes. Have that outside organization do it. Have that outside organization 
produce the report and have that outside organization debrief or unpack it to the leadership and to the entire organization. That's when you know a leader really has cojones. Yes. That's when you really know they got a backbone. Yeah. That's when you know they really have integrity. That's that hard stuff that, again, only the brave, courageous leader is going to say, yeah, we got to find this out. Yeah. And a lot of times they don't want to find that out. And what happens, Michael, we've seen this, is when they do their own internal surveys, they backfire. They truly backfire. Even though we think, yeah, um, you know, we're going to have HR do this for us. We're going to sign HR to do a cultural survey for us. And so what happens is, is HR sends out all these links, you know, the, the, on this survey to all the people in their company. And expecting, you know, to get this honest feedback. Well, in a lot of ways, you get this honest feedback, but it's covered up. It's hidden. Oh, I, I we can't. <laughs> uh, we've seen this. No, we can't let the CEO see this, this, this uh, comment. Boy, this will really upset them. That's the problem. And so when you give your people a voice and you cover it up, or you don't act on on what is is taking place, uh, and the senior leadership is not committed to acting on what they find out. Y- you've done more damage at that point than you ever could have by not doing it in the first place. Like I said, like you said, it has to be done from the outside. A completely unbiased approach to people who don't have a you know horse in the race. Absolutely. And then bring forth the results and discuss them honestly, without blaming. Yeah. Talk about them responsibly. That's when you start. That's when that leader really starts moving. Those set of leaders start moving forward to create a greater level of real trust. Yeah. Because they're saying, let's take a look at the, 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 the icky parts of our business. Let's take a look at things that didn't work out. Let's take a look at these things so that we can really go in and correct them with your feedback and with your help to make this better. Now, that's how you create real, genuine loyalty with your employees. Yes. Yes. And truly responding to the problems that they see at different levels in the organization and and in, in your best faith trying to fix that, trying to help them fix that the uh, uh, the best you possibly can. And get in a feedback loop. How are we doing now? How's it going now? What is it we, should we correct? What must we do a little bit differently? Okay, let's, yeah. got some good wins here. Let's celebrate the wins. Again, again, what, is, what was the last time the team had a win? Got a win here. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. Let's get on that. Let's keep building the momentum, the confidence, yeah. the belief that we have in ourselves and each other. Okay, let's wrap this up here. We've had a great about that yep had a great this has been good this has been really good this has been a great this has been a great podcast great discussion that we've got going on here so um let's wrap this up okay if you want to find out a little bit about your organization or how we can come in and do this this survey that we're talking about and help you out um you can get a hold of either one of us um michael bailey uh, dot com. That's M-A-I-K-E-L Bailey.com or Rich Baron Executive Coaching.com. And or you can find us on LinkedIn very easily. Find us on LinkedIn. Reach out to us. You can set up time on either one of our websites 
to talk to us. And if you're that that leader who you think is struggling with that one type of leadership style where you feel that everybody has to like you, everybody has to blindly follow you, and that's the only way you've ever been taught, we can help you get out of that rut. Trust me, it's teachable and it's fixable. It's correctable. And you will see a change in in the people who follow you and it will change you for the rest of your life. And that's a guarantee. There's, there's, that's not even a question whether that will happen or not. So. Absolutely. And you, and you talked earlier about legacy. legacy. Leaders, are you really serious? Are you really interested? Are you really committed to creating a great legacy for yeah. yourself, for your team, for your organization? Well, if you are, let's get the right dope on you. Let's find out what really is going on. Let's find the right talent. Where are you at with your confidence? Where are the things that need to be changed, turned around? If you've got the guts to do this and if you've got the commitment to follow through on it, we can get you that help and help you get to where you want to get, go. We can do that. Absolutely certain we can. So with that said, leaders, lead well. All the best. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.